First Baptist Inn of Springs, it is a beautiful day the Lord has provided for us this day. And this is a season that we want to come together especially and rejoice as we come into the season of Christmas. So we begin our worship service this morning by singing together. May we stand please as we sing.
Charlie, we're married right here, so happy anniversary to Charlie and Molly, lighting the candle of love. My wife, Jeannie, is in Nashville today. She went to babysit our grandchildren. She will drive 500 miles round trip, Atlanta, Nashville, Atlanta. Spend about seven and a half hours on the road, eight hours. She took a personal day Friday to miss work. She's a great babysitter. She took them out to dinner last night while mom and dad were gone. When she leaves Nashville today to come home, my son and daughter-in-law will stand at the door and wave goodbye, but my son will not ask her this question. How much do we owe you? Do you anticipate Tyler asking Jeannie, how much do we owe you for this? And we've got mileage, wear and tear on a vehicle, the money that she spent, taking a day off. I mean, I've got an itemized list that I might send him later. But we do things, a lot of things, not because of money, that we wouldn't do for money, because of love. It's what makes the Christian world go round. And as we see, if we look, we hopefully see love everywhere. I talked to my friend Marty in Mississippi this week. He calls Tupelo home, and I told you last Sunday about his wife, Cindy. She'd been in the hospital for eight weeks, very critical condition. And Marty sent me this text Thursday. He said, I'm so sorry, but Cindy's not progressing, and in fact, she's failing. There are indications that she's starting to suffer. The boys and I have made the hard decision to remove the life support and let her abide with her Lord and Savior. Forty years as husband and wife. They've had a great marriage and Marty loves Cindy. And he knows it's been a privilege to have her as long as he's had her. And Cindy died Thursday evening after the decision was made. And Marty called us early Friday morning. And Marty said in talking with the boys about the decision to take her off of life support, the boys asked him, how long do you want to leave her on life support? And Marty's answer was forever. That's what he wanted to do forever. But Marty had enough love to not want Cindy to suffer, and it wasn't about him, it was about her, and if you've ever been in those situations, love makes you make decisions that are hard. You make them a call of love. Love puts others first. I knew Cindy because her mother adopted me in 1981 when I was in Aberdeen, Mississippi to be the minister of youth. Miss Jo, Cindy's mother, took care of me and we became family. Jeannie and I were dating, so Jeannie would come to Aberdeen and stay with Miss Jo. Miss Jo, I, I described her as a little old lady who took care of me. I think when I got there, she was in her <laughs> In our lives, hopefully, we're fortunate enough to have friends become family. You've had that happen. They're so close to you, they become your family. And love is such a gift. The reason that Jeannie's in Nashville is that Taylor and Stephanie 
spent last night at the Opryland Hotel. They stayed there because their Christmas party was there. Taylor works for Dave Ramsey, the financial person in Nashville. For Christmas Day, God gave all of his employees a room at the Opryland Hotel so they could stay there for the Christmas party. He has 900 employees. So he booked about 1,000 rooms for the Christmas party. And then he gave each employee $100 to go out to dinner last night. So Wednesday, at staff, they have devotion once a week. It's a Christian organization. At devotion Wednesday, Taylor and the other 900 employees watched as Dave brought people up on the stage, some home parents from a children's Baptist children's village in Tennessee and other people and gave them money so that they could buy presents for the kids at the children's village. And then Dave had all his employees head to the parking lot where there are 17 tour buses waiting to take all 900 plus employees to the Green Hills Mall. And every employee was given $1,000 cash to go to the mall that they didn't have to spend if they didn't want to. Now, if you have a calculator with you, or you might be quick to do this in your head, when you give each employee $1,000 and you have over 900 employees, well, it adds up pretty quick. It adds up really quick. And so in total, on Wednesday, they gave over a million dollars away. He said this to Tyler when they were at the mall and they were talking. He said that when he first became a millionaire, the first time he just thought, this is it? That he lost his fortune, and that he made another one. And he said, 30 years ago, he prayed, Lord, if you ever give me money, I'd like to give away a million dollars one day. And he did on Wednesday. Now, he didn't have to do that. Why did he do that? Love makes you do things maybe you normally wouldn't do. Now we all have our stories. There are stories in every pew here about love and we hopefully daily see examples of love. We do things in our lives for love we wouldn't do for money. And as Christmas approaches, I think of the times we loaded up the family car and traveled to be with family. Now, when we were the black sheep of the family and lived in Indiana and all of the other family members were in Georgia and in Mississippi, we would have to be the ones to travel every year. So we would get on icy, bad roads with two kids and all, you have to travel with all of their stuff and all of their stuff, and we would travel. And we got to our destinations, we would often sleep on interesting beds. Have you ever slept on an interesting bed? Sometimes it was a sleeper sofa. Remember those with the bar? And that's on purpose so your company doesn't stay long. That's why they put the bar in. And then they were replaced by the instrument of torture known as the air mattress. Like sleeping on a trampoline and it's no Unpleasant trips are made because of love. And if I could go back in time and do it all over again, I'd do it all over again. Today, we celebrate God's visit to us. Unpleasant trips 
are made with all of love. I didn't go black shopping Friday after Thanksgiving. I, I didn't do that. I've said before, you couldn't pay me to go shopping on Black Friday. But Jeannie's not here today, so I can say this, and hopefully she's not watching. <laughs> if she asked me to go, I would because of love. But hopefully, she knows hopefully if you're watching, you don't ask. <laughs> so, in celebrating Advent, Christmas, and God's visit to us, we think about Jesus leaving heaven and coming here. Isn't that interesting? Because what do we dream of? We dream of leaving here and going to heaven. And when we get there, we don't want to come back. And Jesus chose to leave glory and come here. Because unpleasant trips are often made because of love. Philippians 2 puts it this way, beginning in verse 5. You must have the same attitude that Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to what about him. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave or servant and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Unpleasant trips, and that was, are made with all of love. And that love is for you and for me. Why Jesus did it. We call them heavenly visits. Christmas is a heavenly visit. We read about Jesus' life on earth through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. You've read of the love in those accounts. Jesus feeding the hungry, or healing the sick, or saving the lost, or comforting the hurting. But that was a long time ago. 2,000 years later, we come to an important question. Was that it? Or does Jesus still visit? And he still visits, doesn't he? Remember how the book of Matthew ends with these words, the last part of verse 20 of chapter 28? Jesus said, And remember I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus is with you. Always. Some say to the end of the age, through time. Some say to the end of the earth, wherever you go. He's with you. And so today I'm pleased to remind you that, well, that Jesus still visits. Molly, it's hard to believe that it's been a year ago that you walked down this aisle. But one of the things that Molly and, Molly and Charlie wanted to do in their wedding was to honor Jesus, and you did. And he was there. And has been with you every day since, as he is today. And with all of us, he is with us. Remember what we are told in Matthew 18, 20? Jesus said this. He said, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there among them. 
we are. And here he is. Witness. I love this part of the Christmas story. Matthew tells us in chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Familiar words. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be the child from the Holy Spirit. Such a great love story. Mary saying yes, Joseph saying I'll stay. That's love. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son, your donated Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Say those last four words with me. God is with us. Now what happens when we remember that is that the, that love comes out of us when we know that God is always with us. We have to recognize that he's with us, and then we have to act upon the fact that he is with us. And because of that, we do lots of things. This time of year, yes, as Christians, but hopefully every day as we show the love of Christ to a world that desperately needs to see it. It was at a funeral of a two-year-old in Indiana several years ago. It wasn't the Christmas season, but these words meant a lot to me, and so we sang this at the graveside, and the family loved it so much. It's a prayer for all of us of what we need. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask you this day, close by me forever. Love me, I pray, bless all the dear children, and I tender care, and fit us for heaven to live with me. When we pray that prayer and mean it, and he is near us, we become more loving, don't we? We do. It's interesting. The closer you get to Christ, the more loving you become. So make this your prayer today on the Advent Sunday of love. In fact, this is going to be our prayer as we're dismissed. And we're going to stand and we're going to sing. We can do an acapella. We can do this without anything else. But let's stand and sing this as our prayer. Be near before. Be near before Jesus.